Blair Witch. Who was she really? Haley Kedward. And no one was allowed to know it was being made. When James was four years old, his older sister disappeared while making a documentary near the town of Burkittsville, Maryland. For as long as I've been friends with James, he's wondered what happened to her. And coming out at a time when most people were sick with found footage films. Do you believe at all in the stories about the Blair Witch? People in the town started disappearing. The legend says if you look directly at the witch, you'll die just from the fright of it. Blair Witch, for those unaware, is a sequel to the 1999 surprise hit The Blair Witch Project, and it is a definite return to the roots of the series in terms of story and filming style. It came as a surprise that a film shot under the title The Woods and revealed to be a Blair Witch sequel at San Diego Comic-Con 2016. For many, the return to the roots of the franchise was a welcome sight after Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. The announcement, as well as a few key screenings, helped boost the film's following before it even came out, giving it a bit of a viral effect. But some were still skeptical. In terms of the content and style, this sequel is quite close to the original, with added current technology, such as a drone and cell phones. However, outside of those, the film keeps pretty close to the original, bringing the brother of Heather into the mix, having him want to go investigate in the Burkittsville woods to see if he can find her, as he has received evidence that his sister may still be alive. So let's dig in and find out what the f happened to this horror movie. The film comes from writer Simon Barrett and director Adam Wingard, two horror creatives with great resumes. Wingard having directed A Horrible Way to Die, You're Next, and The Guest before Blair Witch, and having directed the Godzilla vs. Kong film since. As for Barrett, his resume has films such as You're Next, The Guest, and Seance. The two of them have solid bodies of work, usually together, so their teaming up for Blair Witch was a good idea. The cast is a bit bigger than the original, or feels like it is, with most faces the public wouldn't have recognized right out the gate, something that worked great for the original and works decently here too. Overall, the folks behind the film, Barrett and Wingard, have a proven track record the cast is good. The film has basically the same recipe as the first. So what happened here? Technically, Blair Witch is not a total failure in that it cost about 5 million US to make and made just over 45 million US at the international box office. So it is not a complete financial failure. But once you consider the cost of distribution, marketing, and the cut theaters get, it doesn't leave a whole lot for the makers of the film. Numbers wise, the film looks like a moderate hit. However, to be bankable, the film needs to be much more of a hit than that. Also, the box office isn't everything, especially in the horror industry where films need to have legs to keep making money. This includes disc releases, VOD, and streaming. Blair Witch 2016 didn't seem to appeal to those who were not into the first one, and it didn't seem to keep the ones it appealed to coming back for more. The film was one of those that came out, had buzz, but ultimately fizzled. Writer Barrett mentioned in interviews that the film suffered from being made for a very specific audience and coming out at a time when most people were sick of found footage films. And fans of the original Blair Witch Project didn't really want a sequel, it seems. The audience who was looking for a new Blair Witch sequel, who were open to one, after how Book of Shadows had been and how it had performed, was a small part of the original's fans and even smaller part of the general movie-going public. Add to that that the film was released in theaters on September 16, 2016, Almost two months after screening at San Diego Comic-Con, the film's marketing had some time to work, but the buzz from that screening 
had time to die down. The film came out against such strong players as Sully, Bridget Jones's Baby, Snowden, and Don't Breathe. The fact it placed second behind Sully is a sign that there was interest. However, the film dropped to number four the following weekend, and then to number 12 in its third week in theaters, right at the edge of the Halloween season. It steadily fell down the charts each week and didn't really gain back any momentum. The film was not doing all that good in theaters, even when the season rolled around to horror films and that year's releases waited a bit later to come along. Blair Witch did not see an uptick in ticket sales for the high horror holiday. Another aspect that may have hurt the film was the fact that it was made under another title, The Woods, and no one was allowed to know it was being made. While this may work for films that are part of a stronger franchise, in this case, it may very well have hurt the hype. Shooting under its actual title as a Blair Witch Project direct sequel would have allowed magazines such as Fangoria, Rue Morgue, and others, as well as websites such as Joe Blow to get on the hype train, publish interviews and articles, get the fans excited to see it, and help the marketing get an early start on getting this film in front of people. By filming in secret, the film took a huge risk that could have paid off but did not the original gained from being a true viral sensation before the film was released. It gained from screenings at festivals, from that marketing campaign that showed three unknown faces who have supposedly disappeared while searching for the witch. The original was a once-in-a-lifetime kismet type of thing where everything came together just perfectly to create a phenomenon. It was also one of the very first found footage films and thus audiences had not yet grown tired of the hype. In an effort to keep the secret as long as possible, the film was not screened to test audiences, so the studio didn't get much insight before throwing it on the screens at multiplexes around the world. Perhaps a bit of marketing research, a few screenings, some notes from audiences and professionals could all have come together to better help the studio know what to do with the film and perhaps make changes to it before it was unleashed on audiences awaiting a new scariest film ever. What worked in 1999 may have shown itself to not work as well almost 20 years later. Another factor to the film not doing too well at the box office may have come from the reviews and fan reactions. While some early hype from that San Diego Comic-Con screening was quite positive, it was not all good. The reviews, according to Rotten Tomatoes, have it at 37% fresh, or as the site works, a rotten film. This is a steep drop from an original 100% fresh following the San Diego Comic-Con screening. Fans online were even harsher than critics once the film was seen by more people. Basically, the film didn't do well in the professional sphere of opinion and the opinion of the general movie-going public. A recent rewatch leads one to agree with these. The film is a rehash of the first without many new ideas brought to the table, and when new ideas are brought forth, they seem to go nowhere. The found footage style here is more on the nausea-inducing level than on a level where the viewer can actually see the action. With the changes in technology between 1999 and 2016, one would think this film would have gained from it. But no, the film, for the majority of its runtime, looks pretty much just like the first one, with a few bits here and there that are better shot. The drone footage is a very welcome sight when it does show up, leaving the viewer wanting more of it just for the sake of better image quality and a more stable camera. The fact that one of the characters is supposedly shooting a documentary and yet she cannot seem to get one single stable shot is something that becomes much more than an annoyance. The film overall has the same effect as the original, giving those who aren't into found footage nausea a headache and a stronger hate for the film genre. In terms of rewatchability, something that can really help a film have legs in the theaters and then on home video or VOD 
This one has basically none. The story is too close to the original, almost following it beat by beat, but with more people. The story here is about people being chased and not being lost in the woods, something that doesn't fully come through in the film. Considering reviewers have labeled the film most disappointing of 2016, a complete failure and completely unnecessary to paraphrase and group the majority of them, the fact that viewers are not clamoring for a re-release it's quite clear that the film failed on many levels. Considering all of this, the marketing for this film still went for the Blair Witch sequel hype and even went as far as saying people would soil themselves in the theater after director Wingard said this of his, quote, first full-on shit-your-pants horror film. In terms of hyperbole and exaggeration, this one most likely hurt the film. Of course, the fact that the film came about 15 years too late and didn't bring basically anything new to the table, paired with a much stronger social aspect online, with social media buzzing about almost any film, this one suffered from people spoiling it on its first weekend out, but also from people being plain honest about the lack of originality in the story, the fact that we still don't fully get to see the witch, the shaky cam on overdrive, and how it manages to look like overproduced found footage. There is a lot here to blame for the mild failure of this film. Blair Witch is a sequel that came too late, suffered from its own team's decisions in terms of keeping its filming secret, and when it came to marketing. It was one more film in the found footage landscape, a subgenre that is already oversaturated and where so many films had trodden before. This one had no original ground to find. The film had a bit of success at first, but once in front of the general public, even a release close to Halloween didn't help. The film doesn't have legs to this day, and has not found a cult following like its original. There was something about that first film that was like magic, lightning in a bottle, and recreating this is not something that worked here. Granted, recreating it was probably the first bad idea that led to the film being considered a failure. The film does have its detractors, but it also has a few fans who will gladly tell anyone listening that it's a fantastic film and one that is criminally underrated. Overall though, numbers don't lie and they tell the story of a film that started off good, then more folks saw it, and its reputation was made as a film that is less original than hoped for, less entertaining than it should be, and way shakier than anyone should be subjected to. In a world where found footage had evolved by the time this was filmed, a new view on the story, one shot more steadily with a more complex story, could have really brought the crowds in and given a new generation their own tale of the Blair Witch. Alas, this one is a missed opportunity and better left in the woods. I went to a wake on the soaked streets of Blue Island And my father though a strong man you know I swear I saw him crying Another generation gone has seen South Poseidon. When you say a prayer and you put him in the ground, you speak.